You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share heartfelt and inspirational messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself to God's unlimited blessings. Good morning, Feast Moa. How are you? You're good? Can you do me a favor? Kasi parang masyadong nakarelax kayo dyan sa lazy boy chair nyo. Can you introduce yourself to one person you don't know? Just give your name, shake their hand. Come on. Isang tao lang ha, yung iba parang linahat eh. Okay. It's an honor to be here. I just came from PICC, but I have to go back. You know, Didoy is Didoy is taking some much-needed rest. Alam niyo naman, pagtatay ka na ng dalawang anak, puyat ka parate. But we're grateful for his leadership and what he's doing here. I, I know that he's watching. Say hi. Everybody say hi, Didoy. Hi. Yeah, nakikinig yan. Kahit nagpapahinga yan, hindi niya pinapabayaan ng feast niya. And we're grateful because even if Didoy is here, patuloy pa rin ang feast, no? Because your leaders are here. You have servants serving you. So, I want to um, start my talk. This is actually the second part of the talk by going back to what Dave was preaching. Balikan lang natin yung storya ni Peter at kinausap niya si Cornelius because, you know, it's very interesting to study what, what Peter was going through. He somehow found himself in this weird scenario where God was asking him to do something that he's not supposed to do. See, Dave mentioned this earlier that Jews believed that they should not talk to non-Jews or Gentiles. Why? Because Gentiles were unclean and Jews were clean. So if you were a Jew and you're clean and you came into contact with a non-Jew, you might become unclean. Tingnan mo yung katabi mo, mukha bang malinis yan. Yung mga sumagot doon may issues. They believe that. So, alam nyo, during their time, pagka may dumadaan na non-Jew, or Gentile, alayo nila. They had a certain meter that they should avoid that person. So much so, that when Peter spoke to Cornelius, sabi niya, binasa ni Dave to kanina, he says to Cornelius, you are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. Here's a word for someone here. But God has shown me. Can you say that? God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. I want to preach this part to you, alright? I know you will be able to relate to this. We happen to live at a very dangerous time right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Where it's so easy to label people and to call people names and to treat them differently and to judge them according to what you see and what you believe. You agree with me? And you know what we do? We make rules. We make laws to support those. How we judge them. I know you can relate to this because this is what's happening right now. But thank God that our loss is not the final law because there's something that's greater than our law and that's God's law. So here's a measurement, alright? If the law that you follow or the law that you make, or the law that you obey, somehow prohibits you from loving people the right way. 
you might want to take a good look again at that law because it might not be aligned to God's law. God's law will always be based on love. Love is always the greatest motivator in God's law. Kahit sobrang strict to ni Lord, ang bottom line niyan, dapat matututo kang magmahal. God's law will always make you love people more. That's why I love here what, what Peter says, but God showed me. And that's my prayer for all of you here today, that God will show you that you're not the final judge. He is. You don't have the last say. He does. Amen? In all my years of being a, 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 a leader and being a servant here in community, 11 years na po ako nagsaserve sa ministry, sa light of Jesus, I've come to learn two things. And I'm gonna use this as a warning for all of you here. Are you listening? Everybody say, I'm listening. Here's the first thing you need to learn. The more religious you get, or we get, the more prone you become judgmental. I like the silence that follows after that. Because I know you're thinking. The more religious we get, the more judgmental we become. Because we think that what we're doing is right. And so we judge people whether or not they believe what we believe in or whether they practice what we practice and we judge them accordingly. Tama ako, malika. Tingnan mo yung katabi mo. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, friend, wag kang judgmental. Here's the second truth. Second warning. The more time you spend in church, the more prone you are to spend lesser time with your unchurched friends. Yes? Come on, how many agree with me? You like hanging out with your church friends more, right? Bakit? Because they don't tell green jokes. They don't curse. They don't get mad at you. They're decent, right? They're, they're nice. You know, that's why I believe this, alright? There's someone here who practiced this for many years. You want to know who? Ask me who. Me. That's what happened to me. In my first few years in ministry, alam nyo, nagbago lahat ng buhay ko. Galing ni Lord, ganyan kakagaling si Lord. Pero everything changed, my calendar changed. Like for example, I stopped going out on a Saturday night because I had service the next day. Before that, you wouldn't find me at home on a Saturday night. You'd find me at home maybe Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Everything changed, my calendar changed. Even my priorities changed. All of a sudden, I started attending light groups, care groups, music ministry rehearsals, fellowship with people. You would no longer find me at home playing Xbox. Bago. But you know, the one thing that changed the most in my life? My group of friends. How many of you experienced that? That now you have two sets of friends. Your church friends, your worldly friends, and your heavenly friends. Right? And all the more, little by little, napansin nyo, di ba? You started hanging out more with your heavenly friends because they don't get mad at you. They don't judge you. Not all the time. But here's the thing. I'll be honest with you. It's very easy to remain in church because it's safe here. Right? People are decent. They're friendly. They smile at you. They greet you. They embrace you. They love you. It's very easy to be in church. But here's the truth. The main mission may start in church, but it doesn't end here. That's what Pope Francis said. That the main mission is out there. It's in the peripheries. It's in the street corners. It's in the companies that you work in. 
It's in the places that you go. It's in the gym that you work out in. It's in the schools you attend. It's in the organizations that you play a part of. So if we're going to take some serious territory for God, we need to bring God to the places where He's not. Right? Bring God out of here. What you need to do is you need, here's what you need to do. Okay, how many people here have been attending the feast for a little over a year? Raise your hand. Yung bago ka pa lang. You are what we call baby Christians. Narinig nyo na ba yan? Baby Christian. Sabihin nyo, baby Christian. Yan ang baby Christian. Yung kakapasok pa lang dito, tas bago pa rin sa inyo lahat to. You're like a baby, you know, you need your nourishment, your drinking milk, and, and you, you don't know how to walk yet with your spiritual legs. But here's the key. The moment you get strong enough, the moment you learn how to kick off those training wheels at natututo ka na, na magluto, at maghain sa mga tao, magserve sa mga tao. The moment your faith gets a little higher and your wisdom gets a little deeper and your spiritual six-pack gets a little stronger, here's what you need to do. You need to bring Jesus out of here. Bring Jesus out of here. That's the mission. Can you tell that to the person beside you? Bring Jesus out of here. That's what you need to do. Now going back to Peter. I love what Dave said. I can imagine that what Peter did during that time, it was hard, right? But what Peter did, for me, I believe, it completely changed the trajectory of who we are as Christians. If Peter did not obey God by stepping out into the peripheries, I wonder, would we be embracing people? Would we be talking to non-Catholics? Would we be talking to non-Filipinos? I believe that we are where we are because Peter did that, all because of the obedience of one person. Oftentimes, your obedience will lead to a favorable outcome from God. Are you still here? Okay. But you know what? Some people didn't like it. And here's a word for some of of you. Some of the things that you do, sometimes people will not like it, even if you're doing the right thing. Some of the people did not like what Peter did. In fact, some Jewish Christians hated Peter for it because they thought he was watering down the teachings of the church and even diluting the purity of the faith. But you know what? 2,000 years later, Pope Francis, our very own Pope, is doing the same exact thing. What is Pope Francis doing? He's embracing everyone who is desperate for God's love. I mean, just look at his track record. Pope Francis has been reaching out to all sorts of different people. He's reaching out to, for example, divorced people. He's reaching out to them. He's reaching out to separated couples. Even cohabitating couples, the ones who didn't get married in church, he's reaching out to them. He's reaching out to different religions like the Greek Orthodox, the Muslims. Get this. At one time, Pope Francis even knelt down to the kings of Africa. That's what I call humility. You might be shocked by this. Many years ago, when Pope Francis visited the U.S., he did something that shocked the entire world. He met up with someone named Yayo Grassi. Sino si Yayo Grassi? Hindi niya yaya yan, ha? Yun ang tawag natin sa mga lalaki yaya, di ba? Yayo. Yayo Grassi was a former student of Pope Francis who is now a practicing homosexual. Why did he want to meet with Yayo? All because of one thing. He wanted to give him an embrace and to tell him, I accept you. I embrace you. Now, listen to this. Very important. Does this mean that Pope Francis has changed the official teaching of the church? 
Absolutely not. Pope Francis does not have to agree with the lifestyle of Yayo, but it doesn't mean they can't be friends, right? You don't have to change your beliefs. You don't have to agree with the beliefs of other people, but it should not stop you from being friends with people. It should not stop you from respecting people. Can I get an amen? amen. There's a story of this old cleaning woman. One time, she was attending this church. First timer. How many first timers here today? Wonderful. Welcome to the family. Everybody say, welcome to the family. But anyway, there's a story of this old woman, cleaning woman, who attended church right after work. So she was wearing her old cleaning clothes. And you know, she loved the church so much. service To a point where after, after the service, she approaches one of the leaders and she says to the leader, you know, I want to become a part of your church. I really love your service. How can I become a member? And this leader looks to the woman and he sees how dirty her clothes were kasi kakagali na sa trabaho, ang dumi ng kuko niya, ang gulo ng buhok niya. Tapos sabi niya dun sa, 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 sa babae, sabi niya, you know, we really are serious in doing what we do here. So if you're gonna become a member, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go home and I want you to pray about it. And so that's what the woman does. She goes home and she prays about it. Week passes by and again, she goes to the same church. And again, ganda-ganda siya sa service. After the service, she now approaches the same leader. And she says to the leader the same thing, you know, I really, really, really want to become a part of your church. How do I become a member? And the guy again, he says to her, you know, I really feel like you should go home first and then pray about it. And so this woman, that's what she does. She goes home and she prays about it. But then the following week, the guy looks for that woman and she's not there in the crowd. And again, the following week, the woman is not there in the crowd. A month had passed by. And finally, one day, nakita niya yung babae walking in the same street. Magbabanggaan sila. He, need, he didn't want to be rude. And so he greets her and he says, Hi! I haven't seen you in a while. Are you okay? Is everything alright? And she says, Yes, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. But you know what? I did your advice and it was great. Thank you. And you know what? God spoke to me. And he said for me not to worry to become a part of your church. And this guy says, Huh? Really? God said that? And this woman smiles and she, she says, Yes, you know what? And in fact, he said, He told me another thing. He said that he has been trying to become a part of your church too. And he hasn't been able to become a part of it. I wonder, how many of us might be treating people that way? That we exclude people because of their differences. You'll never know. You might be excluding God in the process. I have another story before I, I close. I have another, this is a true story, okay? When I became a preacher two years, two years ago, after my service, I was about to go home in the parking lot in PICC. So outdoor yan. I was about to ride into my car when a young man approached me he was a first-time attendee. How do I know that? Because he called me bro, not bro Odi. So anyway, first-time attendee, first time to come. It was a time when I started sharing about how I was addicted to smoking and how that led to being addicted to drugs and other substances. Anyway, this guy, he was able to relate to my story. So he approached me in the middle of this sweltering heat. And all of a sudden, he starts opening his life telling me his life stories, what he was going through, all the battles he was fighting. At one point, 
you know, his eyes were getting watery because of his emotions and my forehead was getting watery because it was so hot. And the end of that conversation was this. He asked me one question and I'll never forget this question. He says to me, bro, do you think there's a place for someone like me in your community? I know exactly what to say. I felt in my heart God was telling me the answer. I smile to him and I say to him, Bro, not only is there a place for someone like you in our community, but I believe that our community exists because of people like you. If you're broken and you're lost and you're messy and you're dirty and you're stressed out and you're imperfect, I want you to do this. Can you take a quick look around you? Come on, take a look, quick look around you. Look at that. You are in good company. You are in good company. This is the place where imperfect people encounter the perfect love of God. Amen. You're very much welcome here. This is home, my friends. Can I invite you to stand? God is good. Are you learning anything? You know, we meet all sorts of different people here in church, yes? Different people with different ages, different backgrounds, different cultures. You know, you got tall people and not so tall people. You've got young people and you know, not so young people. You got rich people and not so very rich people. But you know, one thing I've learned in community over these years of being here is that one thing is for sure. That when people come, they bring their problems. When people come, they bring their mess, right? When people come problems, when people come, comes a mess. But here's the mission. That no matter, just like RJ, I brought RJ along. RJ is a picture of who we are when we first enter into the feast. Or maybe when we enter the feast and we're so broken, when, when we're so messy, and we don't know what to do, and life is a mess, and you know, we're carrying so much baggage in life. Here's the mission, my friends. No matter how messy the person is, here's what you do. You embrace their mess. You embrace their mess. You embrace their individuality. You embrace their uniqueness. You embrace their weirdness. You embrace their brokenness, their woundedness. You embrace the truth that all of us here are just struggling in life and we're just looking for for God but here's the thing in the process of embracing their mess sometimes their mess becomes your mess sometimes their mess gets transferred into you but this is exactly what church looks like church happens when someone walks up to another person and says, I see your mess, bro. But I'm not to t- afraid to take on your mess. 
I may not be the one to solve it, but I know who does. And his name is Jesus. And I'll walk with you until Jesus turns your mess into a masterpiece. I'll walk with you until he turns your pain into progress, until he turns your, your, your hurt into healing. Friends, you cannot change people. You can't change your spouse. You can't change your parents. You can't change your best friend. Only God can. The only thing you can do is to choose with, to journey with them. And maybe in that process of journeying with them, that's when change happens. That's when God shows up and changes that person. Let's give a big hand to RJ. Thank you, bro. You want to know what the technical definition of the word Catholic is? The dictionary definition? You can look it up afterwards. The word Catholic is an adjective that means, say this with me, all-embracing. All-embracing. Our God is an all-embracing God. Our church is an all-embracing church. I don't know about you, but when you call yourself Catholic, you're called to be all-embracing. You're called to embrace everyone around you regardless of their creed, regardless of their race, regardless of their belief. You don't need to accept their own belief, but you can respect them. You can be friends with them. You can learn how to walk with them. Amen? I love what Pope Francis said. Be like Pope Francis and Peter. This is what he said, and I'll read it to you. You can read it on the screen. Pope Francis said in his exhortation, Frequently, we act as arbiters of grace rather than its facilitators. But the church, listen to this, the church is not a toll house. Rather, it is the house of the Father where there is a place for everyone. For everyone. Every age, every creed. With all their problems. One thing I've learned as a leader, and I pray that you walk out of this place carrying this in your heart. With people come their mess. People are messy. You agree? People have problems. People have issues. People are stressed out and anxious. You don't belong in a perfect church. This is not a perfect church. Your leader, Brother Didoy, he's not a perfect leader. I'm not a perfect leader. The person beside you, I've got news for you, that's not a perfect person. But here's the truth. It's okay. It's okay if we're in, a perfect, in, in an imperfect church because Pope Francis says this. He says, I prefer a church which is bruised, hurting and dirty because it has been out on the streets rather than a church which is unhealthy from being confined and from clinging to its own security more than by fear of going astray. And my hope is that we will be moved by the fear of remaining shut up within structures which gives us a false sense of security within rules which makes us harsh judges, within habits which make us feel safe. While at our door, outside of these walls, in these four-cornered room, people are starving. And Jesus does not tire of saying to us, give them something to eat. You feel this? How many of you know and believe that God loves you for who you are? Raise your hand. God loves you just the way you are, right? You've heard that line. But here's what I believe. 
that God loves you too much to let you remain as you are. God loves you too much to let you remain who you are. And God wants to walk with you today, to journey with you. He's not going to reject you, but He's going to accept you for who you are. And He's going to walk with you. Because in the process of walking with you, that's where God changes you. That's where He transforms you. Let the reckless love of God change you today. If you're ready to do that, can I invite you? I'll pray for you. Can you bow down your heads, everyone? Father in heaven, in your presence today, we recognize and we feel your abounding love. Truth is, Lord, you don't have to love me, but you do. And I don't understand why. With all my flaws and weaknesses and imperfections, I don't understand why you love me the way that you do. And I thank you for it. I thank you that your love is changing me. That your love is molding me. That your love is transforming me. And I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to journey with you until that day when I can kick off these training wheels and I can now go out into this world and become a blessing to other people as well. Everybody say this if you're ready for God to walk with you. Everybody say, I receive your love. I receive your grace. I receive your mercy. I receive your abundance. I receive you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, visit lightfam.com and click on Feast Teachings.